are broadcasting to you from our North Catholic studios in Cranberry Township with episode six of our podcast on North Catholic Athletics. My name is Alex Brown. And I'm Ryan Berry. And together we are your hosts for this podcast. Ryan, it's been a couple of weeks. It has been a couple of weeks. I haven't done it in a while. So we're not going to go all the way back uh, to like a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, we're going to go more most we're recent go games. Most recent games, probably about two to three uh, at, for sports. At so, most, yep. And then we'll look at what the, the, a little bit about the way back. So let's start, Ryan, with a little bit of the, of the varsity softball team. They've been on a roll lately. They've been beating up on some teams. The most, or April 13th, they beat East Allegheny 18 to nothing in a blowout fashion. I mean, that was a laugh. We was over before the first pitch was even thrown. It was just pure domination from. It the, was three innings. The game went three innings. They mercy rolled them. It was oh my gosh! Basically, I, I basically, basically, mercy oh rolled gosh. them. But Anissa Horchek had six RBIs in that game. Unbelievable. She had a third of the third of the. Uh, the runs scored were because of her. Abby um, Sutton also had a home run. Yes. And, and was pitching, too. So yeah, like, so it wasn't that little, hard of a game a pitching. A little Shohei Otani yes. there. Shohei Otani, yep. And then Sophia Weissner got a home run as well. So a dominant win against East Allegheny. Yeah, it was a good win, and they kept that going to their next game against Union Area High School. They won 13-1 in their dominating win. Leanna Morreale got the pitching win, and there were three home runs in this game, again by the pitcher, Leanna Morreale, and then Karis Mundy. And then Alexis Manella got it as well. Got a home run as well. But look at where they're at already. They they lost the um like their some like their first two games, and now they're five and two on the season, and three and zero in the section. So they have come. Uh, they, those first two games they're just getting started. And now they've kicked the rust off, and they're they're going full steam ahead. And now they're not only not only one. I believe they're four and two right now. No, five and two. They're five and two right now, oh, the and they're three and zero in the section. They're three and zero in the section, and they're doing very well. Very well recently since they lost after those first couple games. And they will continue that in the next couple games that they have coming up. They have one coming up against Deer Lakes Tuesday, April 20th at 4 p.m. They have one against Derry Monday, April 26th at 4 p.m. as well. So those are the two games you will be uh, that are upcoming before our next podcast comes out. Yes. And if they keep swinging the bats, Ryan, and they keep pitching the way they have been, they're going to be in a great position for not only the, for the for those games, but especially for the critical ones in the section, which is the most important games. Yep, if they can keep up that good hitting streak, and as a check and the rest of that team, can, if they can Atlanta keep that Morreale, up, she keeps on hitting and pitching like she has been, then they're, they're in, a great in for a really good season. And now let's move on to boys baseball. They've they're coming off another good week. They had an eight three win, great week, perfect over week. Freeport. Which is what you got to do. I mean, you got to beat up on these teams and keep the win streaks going. And Nate Higgins was on the mound. He had 11 strikeouts, and he got the win in that one. Uh, when you ever have 11 strikeouts, you hope that your team can back you up and so you can get <laughs> you the win. You should win the game. Exactly. You should win the game when that happens. Dylan Krim closed the game with one in the third innings of work and earned two strikeouts as well. And then look at the bats, Ryan. Brady Alexander, Tyler Primrose, and Nate Higgins all had two hits in the game. Rocky Kopak, Brady Alexander, and Tommy Shafley had an, or at least one RBI. Rocky Kilpack and Brady Alexander ha- both had two RBIs. And there's there's your runs. There's five of your runs right there. And then when the pitching is like that, Ryan. You get 13 strikeouts from those two uh, gentlemen on the mound. You're gonna be you're gonna be in a great position. Those pitchers put their team 
in a position to win, and that's exactly what they did against Freeport on the 13th. And then from there, they had another another great, game against Freeport. Another on the game 14th. against Freeport. Yes, they won 11 to nothing. So 11 a dominating performance. Justin another Stupka great pitched five innings, had six strikeouts, didn't allow a run. Blake Primrose, Justin Stupka, Drew Dougherty all had two hits in the game, with Primrose and Dougherty each having three RBIs, and Tommy Crowley also had two RBIs. Tommy Crowley playing great. As always, he's in nukes into the outfield, he says. And eleven nothing though. Eleven nothing. So you go they don't only they don't only uh win again against Freeport, but they do even better than they did the game before against Freeport. So that's what you have to do against these teams because a lot of these Fine times they're playing yourself. them. But a lot, a lot of times they're playing these teams two games in a row. They did that with Burl earlier in the and season. And they're doing that with Indiana. This next and they're two doing days that with Indiana. Well. So that's how you that that's how you can perform in those games. You learn from the first game and you improve upon that. In the second game, that's that's exactly what you need to do. And then they played a little later in the week. Elwood City against Elwood City. Four win. The winning pitcher was Brady Alexander. Pitched four innings. Tommy Gruller, Sean Dewey, and Blake Primrose had two hits again. Tyler Primrose had three RBIs, and Patrick Seenan pitched two innings, recorded one strikeout, and Tommy Shafley pitched a seventh inning scoreless as well. So we get that pitching from those secondary sources like Tommy Shafley in that seventh inning to get to get their team. You guys experience uh, as well. Yeah, right around that closing time of the game. That's that's important, and you need um, you need those players to get those quality at bats. Cause he because he's a freshman, and if he. I mean, a lot of players that are playing. Then, look at the freshmen. Because there's no, the there's, production no, uh, is there's no JV team, and freshmen are getting a lot of yeah, opportunities. They're gonna, and, they're, and they're living up to it, like Tommy Crowley, the Primrose, a lot of these players. The Tommies. Yeah, a lot, the Tommies, they're, they're, playing, they're playing fantastic, and it's great to see. Blake Primrose as well, isn't yeah, it? And they have upcoming games this week, Ryan, as they play. Um, we're releasing this. They play Indiana today and yeah. tomorrow. So today so being today the 19th. the 19th, and tomorrow's the 20th. Yes. And then later in the week, Actually, that's those are the only two games this week that they have at least listed listed on the schedule on the yeah, website. And yes. then they play two two games next week back to back against Highlands Monday, April twenty sixth, and then Tuesday, April twenty seventh. So, you, so you'll be getting a recap of at least two of those games, the Indiana games basically. But um, so it's so important. It, it's I think it actually plays to their advantage a lot playing these teams back to back. Don't you think, Ryan? Based on what I said earlier, I mean, you can look at scouting. Even if you beat them by a lot, you can always find pl- ways to improve better. Yes, and you get and then you see the pitching. You get a lot of rest in between these games, so you get your good pitchers out there. And again. A, kind of a scouting report yes. from game to game, from like the pitcher. One, if one pitcher had a bad game, you can tell you what are the tendencies, what what worked against them, what didn't work against them, so the pitcher on the next night can know what to do against the same. And they had a rough start, but now they're really firing on all cylinders. Similar to the softball team, they lost their first. Yeah, they got games. no hit their first game. They got no hit their first game, so you can't do much. They I mean, lost their first three. That's tough. They lost four to like three Norwin, and then eleven yeah. nothing to Pine Richland. But then they bounced back and got some big wins. And they have. doing the team. It's exactly what the teams yes. are doing to them. It's exactly the same very much with the softball and the baseball team. And they're both performing at a high level right now. They're getting rolling, and here's hoping that they will be uh, keep that train moving past the station and to their next destination. Wow, Alex. I don't know if you ever come back from that line. No, I think that's I think that's that's one people will remember. That was that was off the top took of my a, head. Took too. a little too off long the top to, my head. to go through, but now let's move on to the boys' tennis team. They're six and zero on the season. Alex, they've had some really nice wins lately, including a whippy old gold by Nick Nicholas Scheller. If I can relate to the train again, this t- 
tennis team is like a train, a runaway train. It cannot be stopped, and Nicholas Shell are included in that, as the team has been playing phenomenal. What are they? Are they? I think they're six and zero in the season. Yep, they're playing. As I just they're stated. playing phenomenal, and they're dominating teams. They're not like they're not just going and they're winning like three two. They're winning five zero. They're winning four yeah, to one. Yeah, and w- Nick, winning- Nick was in the Whippeal final and he won six to one in the final. Six, to, yeah, unbelievable. And he was he was done within he was done in with his set by the time there were like two matches going on, and he was quicker than both of those matches, like just dominating this guy that he was facing, dominating. Um, the North Cap. I'm gonna let's start with the first game. Uh, not the first match, I should say, that they had in the last week, and that was April 15th against Knox Senior High School, and they won that one 5 nothing. Um, Nicholas Scheller and Brody Gola won easily in their number one and two signals matches. Alex Garvey, he gutted out a, a win in the number three singles on, on a – it was a cold day last uh, – what was that, last Thursday. It was a really cold day. I was, West, uh, Western Beaver had tracked me. That was cold there too. So it was not a good day to play tennis, especially because of the wind. But they gutted it out, and they had great performances. The sophomore, Alex Garvey, went down, was down 6-3 and 4-3, and then stormed back to win the second set 6-4, and then proceeded to win the third match tiebreaker 10-4. So he came back, and he dominated the final match. And the doubles team of Jaron Timmons and Justin Contel, along with Kenneth Canavan and Justin Sickett both won in straight sets, and the team is still undefeated. And they have a 29, listen to this right, 29 to 1 individual match record. Uh, they've had that amazing, is just completely amazing. And, and this is the first year they've been doing this as well. And uh, go on to what we were talking about earlier about Nicholas Scheller getting yes. his gold. Uh, I asked Mr. Malone if he could give me a little information on him, like how he got his start at North Catholic. And he said, he said, he hasn't really been coaching. He said, coaching isn't the right word. As soon as he came here, he was great. He had great mastery of skills, tactics, and especially the mental part of the game as well. And during practices, he acts as a third coach as well. They've been fortunate. He said they've been fortunate to have him on the team. They're, they're not confident, or they're not only confident that he will win first place at singles every time out. He also makes all his teammates better by running drills and offering advice on technique during practice. Yeah, so they're not only they're not every time he goes out on the court they're expecting a victory. That's how good this kid is, and he's unbel- he's playing unbelievable. And he needs, and the the team is better with him on it, but they're also good without him. Like if you take him away, they're still playing great. It's not just a one man show. It's the whole team is really performing phenomenal. And speaking of how we got to start kind of North Catholic, he helped them during the goals girl season in the fall. He helped yes. coach a little bit, and mm-hmm. then. And then he started training, playing a lot over the winter. And as soon as they came back in the spring, he was ready. And it, uh, Mr. It Malone said, Coach Malone said his biggest improvement from the fall to the spring was his serving. His he said Mr. Malone says his serve was dominant now, and he only lost one game while he was serving in the Whippeal Singles Tournament. That's that's unbelievable. He's, he's playing great. Uh, the team is playing great. And they have matches upcoming this week, I believe, Ryan. I think it's on the 22nd. They have their next match against um, St. Joseph's. And then after that, they have a match on the 26th against Hampton. And up to we won't be doing the Hampton one because we'll be releasing the next one next Monday as well. So we'll recap the one from the 22nd. But then that's – and that's um, their future and – Hopefully this is another one. I'm going to say it again, Ryan. 
This is a train that cannot be stopped. It's a runaway train. They're playing phenomenal, and we'll see what happens in the next week, but I expect another win. And now let's move on to the girls' across. They've only had one game in the recent. Uh, it was uh, April 14th, but they had a 20-1 win over Ambridge, Alex. Crushed them. Absolutely and let's go through all the people that scored in that game. And there's there's quite a few. There's quite a few. Uh, Brittany Cullen uh, got one. Taylor uh, Sinigali got Singalani, one. Singalani, I think. Singalani got one. Ella Fulford had one. Had two. Two. She actually. had two. Yes. Vivian Hood had three. Annie Schleppi had six goals. Alex. Six goals for. Uh, so the freshmen in this game had quite a few. Uh, they had ten goals. Uh, ten of the. 20 goals in this game. Olivia Lee had one goal as well. Brianna Welcome had two. Ella Sable. Sable or Ella Sable had three. Rachel Rothermel had a one, and Kenzie Sperling had 12 saves in goal. So they're not only like if you factor in those 12. If she let in a couple more that in that net, there would be a completely different kind of game. Completely different kind of game. But she didn't, and that and they won the game in. Not only convincing fashion, blowout fashion, twenty to one. So a, a crushing, crushing defeat uh, for Ambridge as North absolutely dominated them. And they have some games this week as yes, well. They, do. they play Monday, April nineteenth, which is today actually against South Fayette High School, and then they play Seton LaSalle Wednesday, April twenty first. And we wish them the best of luck in those games, and they're playing phenomenal as well. Look, the North Catholic sports teams recently have really been firing in all cylinders, and we'll continue to see that as we go through the the other ones. Yep. Hopefully they can keep it going and get some more wins, and next week when we talk about them, hopefully we'll talk about two more North Catholic lacrosse girls wins. And now let's move on to talk about the North Catholic track and field team, Ryan. They had, so a West, uh, yes. they had one West Mifflin meet. Only one member of the team went. It was tr- uh, Trevor, what, Pas- Trevor Pascal. Pascal. That yes, he's, he's phenomenal. In the 100 he, meters, he ran an 11.21, and that resulted in second place. And then in the 400 meters, which is his signature 50 race. 50 seconds. That's a 50 amazing seconds. 50 that's seconds. That's amazing time. And ended up in first place. And, then and that the, was – and that, these are just – to clarify, these are the, the um, times from the meet that they, we had on last Saturday. So this is not the Western Beaver, the section meet we had, and it's not the South Side meet we had before that. And then the other, everyone else was at the Pine Meet on last Saturday. Yep, and uh, they had a lot of good times. Um, so Mike got a uh, 12.75 in the, the 100, and he ended up moving on to the finals. So he got past the prelims, and he got to the finals on the 100, and that's his time for that. So he did a great job there. He also had a 26-second 200 meter as well. As he made it, yeah, and I believe he made it to the finals for that one too. But he had a great day. And then uh, Colin got a 13. Uh, basically a 13-second in the 100. And Olivia had a 30-second 200-meter. And in the 1600, Sam West had a 4-minute 43-second time. That's a great time. and that, that that's, that's phenomenal. Think about that. A 4-minute 43-mile? Mile. On a cold day that it was on Saturday morning? That's, that's amazing. That's a tough run. And Tara Luca also did the mile. She got 5 seconds, 33, 5 minutes, 33 seconds. And then and Sam Grace had, Lazera yeah. had a 5 minute, 37 second. So Sam got second, Tara got fourth, Grace got sixth. And then in the 3200, Elena uh, got an 11.33. And then Julia got an 11.45. Elena got fourth, and then Julia got seventh in the 3200. So that's two miles. So that's still very impressive timed. And then in the long jump, Tara had a 15, is that 15 feet, 15 Alex? Feet. What a jump. For, that was first place. And then Grace had 13 feet, 3 inches as well. And in discus, Nick S. had 107. Nick Shore. Is that? 
Nick Shore. Oh, it he, just says S. Yes, so Nick Shore got 107 feet. He's phenomenal, Ryan. He is absolutely and phenomenal. And then McKenzie had a 59 feet as well. And then the javelin, uh, Nick, was it sure? Nick, had Nick 146 Shore, yes. feet, third place. And McKenzie B at 72 feet, which was sixth place. And Olivia got fourth place at 77 feet. That's still that's and then the shot put. Alex, you did a good job with shot put as well. I, I didn't do that good. I got I got eleven. I got eleven. That's not good. Always um, room for improvement. Always room for improvement. <laughs> I, I just have to get over nine. But um, Nick Shore got uh, forty feet and two inches in the shot put, fifth place. And it's for anybody that's ever thrown a shot put or not thrown a shot put. The shot puts. Uh, I think it's for the varsity for boys. It's like six kilograms. I think it's for the girls. It's four. But it's it, it's really heavy. Six kilograms is like twelve. 12 plus pounds and then and that's a lot a lot of weight and the mckenzie uh got 25 feet eight inches and that ended up her in sixth place nick shore got fifth place once again with 40 and so it's a great meet there and then we have uh the future's a little uncertain with the meets but we'll get that sorted out as at this point we will have a meet uh this friday and saturday depending on boys and girls so we wish them luck in our coming meets yes. and hopefully they can continue this great success i mean there's a lot of top five top ten finishes a lot yes so if they keep it going of, yes and their next couple of meets and you too alex hopefully you can keep that up. we do the 100 meter and the shop put so yeah but everyone else everybody is doing, else everyone else meet, is doing fantastic keep it up and continue the continued success for track and field at north catholic high school and now ryan let's talk about the boys' varsity volleyball team. And they had a big win over a high-ranked team in Olsh Academy. They won 3 nothing with all three sets, but the first one was a tough one. And that gave them momentum to win the rest. They were down 18-24, to and Richard Kaminsky was serving. He served it to 24-24, to and they ended up winning 28-26. In the th- and then in the third set, Ben Sobel started off with four blocks, and they won 25-16. So they had some really, really nice set wins, and that, especially after that comeback win that gave them all the momentum. And it was really, really good. And the Trojans were led in that game in kills by Andrew Eubinger with 10, Richard Kaminsky with 9, and senior outside hitter Dom DeLeo added 5. And Richard Kaminsky, Kaminsky led the team with five, 15, not 5, 15 assists. And Andrew Eubinger added 12 assists for a great win by the Trojans. And that's another performance that this that shows uh, why this team I, my apologies for earlier in the second set that was when they were down 24 to 18 i my apologize I, I think i said it was the first set the first set they won 25 to 21 and Olsha's a good team ryan Olsha's a really good team and now they're looking at 12 in the whippeal in the coaches poll so they're in a great position right now at the start of this season they, they've been playing great great volleyball and they have games upcoming matches i should say upcoming this week um, as soon as when's their next match, Ryan? So right now they're seven and one on the or at least is what is it seven and one, Alex? It could be one game off. It, it's at least it's right around there. They're they're playing very well. They've only had they one have a loss. game Tuesday, April twentieth against Montour, and then Thursday, April twenty second against Seton LaSalle. So those are the next two games we'll catch you up on again next week. Here to talk more about the boys' volleyball team this year and their achievements is Coach Stacy Ball. Coach, thank you for taking the time to join with us. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Alex, for inviting me. No, our, pl- my, our pleasure. Um, Coach Ball, with not being able to play last year, how has that motivated your team for this season? We have uh, nine seniors this yeah. year. So um, two years ago, um, they were um, sophomores, and in essence, that's the last time yeah. – we've had a season. So only 
uh, three of those sophomores, you know, seniors now, had varsity experience, and one only a little bit limited. So two had significant varsity experience as sophomores. The rest of the senior class this year played JV, you know, two years ago. So um, they were excited about last year. Um, we, we, had, we only lost a couple seniors from last year's team. And so the juniors, again, were gonna be our core. And, and then we lost the season. So this year, they, they knew they had something special. It's a strong group of, of kids that are in the senior class. And then we also have um, a pretty strong junior class as well. And so those students um, just, they wanted to play. They wanted to show that they, they, um, they had the ability to compete at the highest level and, and to win. And their goals from the get-go were to hopefully, you know, win the section and then potentially win the, the Whippeal. And, and, and obviously, we'd love to have an opportunity at state as well. Absolutely. You're well on your way to doing that. Ryan, your question. Uh, Coach, what has been the key to be able to start this year so strong? And after you got those early wins, how, was it, how were you guys able to keep the momentum going week in and week out? Okay. Um, definitely dedication because we had a lot of stops, starts and stops yeah, absolutely. to our season. It's a, yes. Yes. So this has still been tricky. Um, as I was um, um, kind of talking to you before we started is like last year we had a lot of preseason work that we did. So we were really ready for the season and then it got cut short. Yeah. It didn't even really get to start more. Than, but we had a lot of preseason work this year because of the COVID restrictions, we really didn't have the preseason that we were hoping to have. Did that, and, did that affect you guys in a big way? I mean, I guess it didn't really affect you that much with the strong start that you guys had. So we have a, a good handful of players that play um, at the club level, club volleyball. So we had players and kind of the, the core players, there were a couple on JV and and probably five on varsity that had played some this winter and had been in the court, on the court, and and had gotten that experience. And so I think that was pretty key to get us to a, a fast start. Um, we, we run a lot of the same initial drills as we start because we start with the basics always. Um, a lot of these, um, these athletes were familiar with those drills. We were able to get drills started and get quite a bit accomplished in our practices, the few that we had. Um, we had a couple games um, scheduled at the start of the season, which you already talked about on your, on your um, last podcast, but the Pine Richland and the, the Central Catholic game, that we're, we were able to actually use those to fine-tune things that we were working on, you know, in the practice. And then our big game was ended up being the third game. One of our first big games ended up being that third game of the season against Seton LaSalle. So we were ready to go. They were... They were motivated, and, and, and they, I think it's just been a combination of working hard at practice, and then also we had enough of a core that had worked over the winter that was that was important as well. Absolutely. Practice makes perfect. Uh, <laughs> yes, with, sir. With a large number, as you said, nine seniors on the team this year, how has it helped make a difference on and off the court? Because in your last uh, match against Olch, like the performance by Richard Kaminsky and the leadership that they've had coming, like coming back in that second set, and how has that really impacted your team this season? Yeah, that, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So um, so what I have noticed is um, you have a strong core that are, are pretty tight-knit because they've been in school together for how many years and all of that. But the, the other players that have been put into the rotation that might not be part of the senior class, 
have really done a nice job adapting and 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 understanding the leadership role that that um, the seniors have on the court. Um, the one thing that I liked in between, I'm, I'm not a big fan of calling timeouts. I will do it when I need to, but I think the players need to work these things out on the court within reason. I'm not going to let it get too far away. Yeah, definitely. So um, one of the things is the this senior group, and, and it is led by Richie Kaminsky, um, he will be able to bring them together on the court um, and, and, and just it, it's all very positive, you know, what we need to do to go to, you know, to win this next point. And, and a lot of times I can get away with not calling a timeout because they're able to bring themselves together. Now, I think in that, that second set at Olsh, I had to use two of my timeouts. But, um, you know, that's, that's more strategic uh -huh. when it comes to yep. kind of breaking up the serve on the other side as well. So, and we made adjustments. We made a lot of adjustments at Olsh. Um, we were blocking on one side of a hitter and then we would switch it up when we saw that he was kind of you know seeing what we were doing so we were trying we were running a lot of different sets you know we can we can set the players um in a different way to kind of if you go a little bit faster you're going to catch the block off off you know balance or whatever they're not going to be ready for it so coach with the large amount of talent that you have on this team is it a bit difficult to try to mold this team into like to get the right guys in certain situations, because it's, I mean, it must be difficult with all the depth and talent you have on this team. Absolutely. Um, we, we, we have a core group that we, we play and that we'll run with when, um, when it's, it's, a, it's, it's a tougher match. Uh, we have a lot of guys that are very dedicated that come to practice every day and, and are there. And um, when we get an opportunity, putting them in the game, it, we, we really haven't seemed to miss a beat when we do that. Um, again, um, they, um, they're, they're vital to have the, the numbers that we have because we have to have the, the people to practice against. Um, it's given us a good practice squad. Um, I have a few JV players that, I've, uh, that are playing both, playing both JV and varsity. And, and so we've had very competitive practices. But again, it is, um, we've got a core group that we use, and, and, um, and all of them are ready at any given point to go in the game and get me a serve or, you know, become a hitter or, it, or whatever we need at the time. So. And our final question, Ms. Ball, we don't want to get too sappy with you, but you're currently coaching two of your sons here at North, and then you coached uh, Josh before that. How has been able to coach your kids through their years at North Catholic? Um, it, it, it's challenging. It's challenging. very challenging to Especially be. Especially with Nate Ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it's very challenging to, to have that role as both a coach and a parent, especially at a high school um, level. And I think anybody that you would talk to, I, I have always been told that I'm much harder on my, my children than I am on the rest of the team. So I definitely hold, I hold all, all of my players to um, a high level. Uh, both uh, both in how they they act on the court, but also in their play. And um, for my own kids, I'm I'm a little bit harder on them. I'm gonna probably be a little tougher on you know what I'm expecting from them. But it it's been very rewarding in the same respect this year to have both um, you know to finally have Nate at the high school level. When we're going to games, we're going together. You know, last year, Nate would be going one direction and, you know, Luke and I and Josh would be going the other direction, you know. And so it's really nice to have us all as one unit. But that being said, I, I probably have to ask them. I think I'm a little harder on my, my children <laughs> than I am 
on the players, but I, I think that I've been able to throughout my career to be able to to separate that role. Coach, that's all that, that we have for you today. We thank you for joining us. Good luck the rest of the season. Hopefully you guys can get back to the number one in the state. Absolutely, yes, sir. Uh, thank you very much for having us, and, and I want to say I, I hope that uh, we can fill the stands over the next couple weeks, if I can say that, because uh, we've got a big rematch this Thursday um, against Seton LaSalle. That is the... Um, is it the 22nd? Um, I believe it's the 23rd. 23rd, okay. Wait, no, no, 22nd. 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 I don't know okay. my dates. I don't know so my Thursday, dates. So Thursday the 22nd, we're at yeah. home against Seton LaSalle. That's going to be an excellent match. And then we will uh, be home against Ambridge um, the week after that on the 29th. I know those are both being broadcast, you know. Mm -hmm. with, are there tickets it's not, they will be sold. I guess tickets are sold like 24 hours in advance. Okay. But it's so, so much different when you're at the game, and it really changes the, absolutely. Change the course of the we game. We had yes. a really nice student section for Olsh. Um, I would love to see that if possible, you know, doubled. I don't know what the ticket numbers yes. were. But I would love to see a bigger student section because our players really respond when they have the, the um, student body behind them. Absolutely. So. You heard Miss Ball. Uh, sell out the tickets, the allotment of tickets for North, and we'll get a good crowd of students there for those games. And thank you again for joining us. All right. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Rob. And you just heard from Coach Ball of the boys' varsity and JV volleyball teams. That was a great interview, Alex. And we thank her so much for us giving us the time. And then next week, Ryan, you want to say who we have on next, next week? Next week, Alex, er, and I guess I'm not telling you because you know this. Yes. We're having Penguins announcer Steve Mears Onto the podcast, so that's going to be great. Make sure you listen to that one. It's going to be a fun interview. Hopefully, we can bring you guys a really good interview for that. And that's all we got for you guys today. We thank you for listening. It's our first one in a while, so if there's any errors, or we we got to get back on the track. Yeah, we're not. We're not going. We weren't going all the way back. We're just doing the last week. If we we're, we obviously missed a couple games for each of of the teams, but it was great to be back with you, Ryan. It was a pleasure doing this with you. Uh, yeah, it was another good week for you with uh, you, Alex, yes, as well. Yes. We thank you all for listening. And, uh, <laughs> make sure you check us here next week for the interview. And remember, we are a one-stop podcast for everything North Catholic Athletics.